Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to season three of the Real Feels podcast, Return of the Fields. Mm. It's an older code. But, but it checks, it checks out. out. I was about to pass them. Shall I hold them? No. It's a trap. Good job, Jack. We accomplished two years of podcasting. We did it. And now we're we're we're, we're packing it up. in. We're all done. Growing up. Oh, no. we're, yeah, we're all done. <laughs> now, my son, leave me. <laughs> no, I've got to download you. <laughs> Let me look on you with my, my own eyes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it was a good two years, though. I think so. the The first year, I think Jacka uh, would would say not so much. I think the so, before time, some, the before times, <laughs> the before the before Jack. Because I picked up the prequel a about halfway through. Yeah, first season. Yeah, you were there for uh, for Willow to uh, guest on, and then eventually joining us for such glorious things like Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. <laughs> It was still a fun episode. That was so and Wicker Man, so good. Is, is something Wicker that Man, I to you often. bitches! <laughs> <laughs> the the fullest of cages. Give me some of your mead, but give me to it in the stein that still has the glass bottom, so you can tell I'm drinking it. <laughs> so I can trap a bee. Bear punch. <laughs> uh, so we're starting out uh, with uh, not, not on a bang, but on a little bit of a whimper. Aren't we, Drew? It's <laughs> tradition dictates. It is it's tradition. A, tradition dictates. It's an ass blast. It's an ass blast. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a real pop to the keister. <laughs> just a bunch of fart noises. Back in episode one, Nathan and I started the Rufus podcast with our very own Valentine, Kevin Valentine. Ah. Uh. Kevin ba- Kevin Bacon and he you know brought us into the fold we we started out on Valentine's and Day and he left us and then he, he left, left us, us. <laughs> so we decided that every start of a new season we would continue the Trimmers franchise cuz they just keep going <laughs> Every few years, somebody shits a new one out. They've ass blast a new Tremors. And, my, and Michael, video. Michael Gross is there to shape that shit into something palatable. Get it, gums. Oh, gum, gum, gummy goo. Um, so so yeah. the second one. The second commits, one. Though. It still had Fred Ward. Yes. And right. you, you really only lost Kevin Bacon and Reba. And we all knew Reba, Reba. was not coming back. For the no. Third one. And no, then no, even no. Fred Ward's like, yeah, you know, guys, <laughs> <laughs> I, think I think we're good. <laughs> so now we're just, we've just got uh, old gum job heading up the franchise. <laughs> Although we do get a lot more of the original cast. You get, yes, you get members of the original cast back. Because it's re- the return to perfection. It, yes. Return the Jedi? Tremors 3. Return, return the Fields? Return of the Fields. Return, return to Perfection. To Perfection. In Perfection, Nevada. Go! Go! There's a whole lot of shaking going on. Can't run a business where your customers get eaten. 
Tremors 3, back to perfection. This time, they've mutated into the perfect killing machine. Great. Graboid? What? Are you kidding? For real? Now, only one team can stop these beasts. Michael Gross returns as Bert Gummer, upset survivalist. And people call me paranoid. Jack Sawyer, trusted sidekick. You do know which end the bullets come out of. I've seen movies. Jody Chang, second generation grocer. So this is really serious. I keep trying to tell you. These three warriors <laughs> face the ultimate challenge. Tremors 3, back to perfection. That's why we're at the top of the food chain. <laughs> you stay on this one, I'll take these two. <laughs> so, I mean... It, how could they be jamming this if they don't even know where... Pull up, pull up, all five, pull up! <laughs> Uh, so a, a movie that came out in 2001, uh, written and directed actually by the same writer as Tremors and Tremors the series. Like he's actually written either uh, the story, the screenplay or the characters, everything except the fifth movie, which is Tremors Bloodlines. Oh, what a shame. And he was wow. also like a writer for Short Circuit. Jenny Five! <laughs> input! Need input! He is bleeding! <laughs> Jenny Five is alive! Uh, but, okay, so a budget of $6 million. They, I mean, I like the idea going back to the town. And it's interesting, if you look at the, the population sign, it used to say a population of seven. Now when they're driving back in, following Bert's truck, it's a population of five. <laughs> And you return some characters such as Miguel, Mindy, Mindy, um, Mindy's mom, Mindy's mom, and that's Mel- Melvin. And Melvin. God, Mel- that, that dick. I wanted him to die. I wanted him never to come back. But no, he- now he's back to ruin perfection. But okay, okay. So for a P, so most of the other trimmers are PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. This was rated PG. The only one, but. They had gratuitous <laughs> use of the word ass, ass blaster, blaster and yeah. then all the various accoutrements that would go along with ass blasting. I would let my child watch the What's Wrong About Bob before I let them watch. No, your Trevor's child has better taste at this point. They'd be like, what is this? No. <laughs> No, Why off. are they ass blasting, Dad? Uh, I've got video games and better graphics. What the hell is going <laughs> yes. on here? It, it did seem that the opening scene where Bird is in Argentina and he is using the anti-aircraft artillery gun to mow down like an enclave of shriekers heading over the hill. The ri- yeah, and it's very uh, Starship Troopers. I would rather... <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Don't get me <laughs> yeah. wrong. Starship Troopers was a fan favorite yeah, of mine. They, they yes. pulled the old Waterworld gag with the uh, the, the fifty caliber anti-aircraft mount. Yes. <laughs> uh, Burt Gummer should have been more like the guy from Waterworld shooting no, it, just shrieking. No, the paper, the paper, the paper. <laughs> oh, oh. But, like, oh, but touch it. I, there's something about it that's really, like, cheesy and that m- takes you out of the moment, I guess, if there was supposed to be a moment where he's like <laughs> laughing while he's like, uh, 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 uh. I'm like, what are you? T- Am I supposed to be like thinking that like he's just perfected this movement of destroying shriek- shriekers? And I mean, th- he seemed very confident with it. Or they they should have just showed while he's mowing him down like this, like outline of like his little mini gummer, <laughs> just like <laughs> fully standing at attention, aligned at his G, just going marvelous, marvelous. But you know he's firing at all the shriekers, just going like, "Why did you leave me, Reba?" 
Why did you leave? This is very angry. Are you proud of me now? Are you proud of me now? You fucked up the goddamn Argentina, didn't you? We built that wreck room together. Uh, I like how they say it's in Argentina, but you know it's just like the next valley over from where they shot, and it just <laughs> is at night, so you can't see anything. Uh, it's yeah, like oh, we'll just do it at night, so that way uh, you don't you don't really. And, and I wish Bert wore that same uniform throughout this movie. Like he's got the like the the little the beret. beret. Yeah, he's got his military uniform. Yeah, military uniform on, and then he's just throwing out this like he's given the briefing to like the TV people that are there uh and he's just throwing in just like random pigeon spanish like oh yeah we need all the heat muy caliente and it's just like (laughs) oh this is what the hell am i watching drew (laughs) (laughs) this is you're welcome i this is already front runner for the worst part of the movie and it's like the opening scene i i could not get behind it and the entire time i'm like well Please have a payoff with this. And guess what? Spoiler alert, folks. It doesn't. Like, no. they, this could have been easily cut, saved uh, four out of the five million. It, it did seem like something to just be added. But it ha- again, it had no payoff. It had no like real connection. Unless this is just simply the fact of like where Bert is now. How is Bert making money? And he seems to be like, you know, the mercenary being called worldwide. To, you know, take down trimmers or take down the graboids and shriekers and anything like that. But it also tells us and it gives us the insight that they are somewhere else other than Perfection Valley. Uh, see, he's like the the Mandalorian of killing graboids at this time. You should have had like a baby graboid that's evolved like some some sort of. Uh, <laughs> he's got like a baby graboid that that's developed intelligence, and the other graboids want to kill it. He's just going to the bar asking where the next graboid is, but it follows the uh, it follows change the, the shock trooper and <laughs> it follows the theme of the second one, where it's like oh. They've evolved, and now there's Again. a new type of graboid. They're always on a learning curve. And, but there's other graboids. There, there were Shriekers. Now there's Ass Blasters. And then now there is Herman Melville's white whale, El Blanco. El Blanco. They should have just settled on just like, doing a movie about El Blanco. Yes. Right. And I think they could have done it with... I mean, the, the Ass Blasters are just so ridiculous. They do seem a bit obscure. In a way, because if they're supposed to be the next evolution and the Shriekers are simply shedding their skin and they're evolving into the Ass Blasters, why is the mouth no longer like, you know, a uh, like a jaw, like a, a curved like and a beaked bird. jaw? Yeah. It's like a freaking beak. It's More like, like a, a, it's like two feet turkey. long. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like two feet long. It's awkward as hell. They don't even have a have a uh, you know a proportionate body that seems like they could fly. However, it is funny to look back at the first movie with Kevin Bacon screaming, "Can you fly, you fucker? Can you fly?" Yeah. <laughs> Instead of doing the CGI animation of these things flying, they should have just made ass blaster kites and just had those just <laughs> flying around up in the sky. It would have looked a hell of a lot better than these these really bad animations. I just. I- Part of me believes that the the whole story, like that, the reason why this got made is because they wanted to introduce flying tremors. Yeah, and they this. did in the worst way possible, and and just you don't need to do that. It, I don't know. It 
if you just had it where they were, you know, they had migrated or I don't know. I don't know how you even do this to like make it better. This movie was it rough. It was if they rough. would hell, if they could have changed it a little bit instead of actually literally being ass blasters, you know, farting and taking off. If they tweaked it just slightly, made this, more people, made this shit nocturnal and made them like bat like creatures. Sure, but like also introduce like five to six more characters that get killed because in the first one you had Ned, yeah, and, and Nelson um, or something. You had the the doctor and his mm-hmm. wife that um, the were drunk, retiring. The- the town drunk, yeah, who was uh, up on the the electrical post? Mm. Hell, you had even the the like workers. Oh, Melvin's dad. You had like Melvin's dad get sucked through a uh, a the barrel. T- a barrel. Was that, I thought that was Ned. Or was that Ned? Oh, okay, that, no, no, that was Ned. They, that was Ned. They, they, they like sort of made a Blanco almost heroic in the beginning because the one guy is like throwing the knife into the ground. And he gets all rapey with the girl from Jurassic Park. Yeah, you know, you know somebody could take offense to that. And then he gets he gets eaten, and so like, well, good good comeuppance. Like this graboid's here to take out the trash. Crash. Oh, okay. Hey, okay. Gone Wait a way, minute. Like a graboid that go like like a vigilante graboid. The graboid right. teams up with Gummer. Could you imagine because that Melvin Blanco- is evil yeah, okay. and he's bringing in other graboids like a turf war. <laughs> Graboid Gummer buddy cop flick. Yes. yes. Oh, we, we made that. Okay. So- Trim hard. Trim- <laughs> <laughs> El Blanco being like an actual like friend or even like a pet. To Bert, I think would be a fantastic little twist, and it'd be fun to watch. Again, having them team up, where it's like, like, and somehow the graboid starts kind of communicating with with them, like, like little seismic like pulses, or, or like the <laughs> how he like you know spouts the dirt. <laughs> I kind of and they're like back to back, like he's ass blasting, Bert, and Bert is riding El Blanco. <laughs> oh, we got a Dune situation. Yes, though. let's do it. Ah! Bert Gummer becomes freaking Paul Atreides' Maw Dib, <laughs> the Desert Mouse, and then Melvin is is Sting's character. Oh yeah, and they they oh, knife yeah. fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I did, I did like when, you know, they've got Desert Jack, which, terrible name. Uh, and he's, he's, he's trying to, to scratch out a living taking unsuspecting tourists on these these fake graboid tours. And I like how they sh- they completely showed the wizard behind the curtain. Yeah. Uh, with like the spraying the fire extinguisher up in the air and then pulling the ropes to take down the fence post. You've you've really shown us all your cards at this point, Tremors. Like having a, a creature that now ass blasts itself into flight. Yes. I'm not buying it. I don't know how Chang's like I really want to go into how, how it survives. How it's surviving with a population <laughs> of Well, it's gotta be to- it's gotta be all the tourism and it's gotta be I I'm guessing online sales. That has to be it. But, Drew, that doesn't explain why there's a a very visible sign on the corner of the shop that you see many times during the course of the movie that says, Coldest beer in town! It's the only beer in town! (laughs) There's not even a... But, like, a town is, like, finite amount of people, at least. This this isn't even a village. This is, like... So, this is five. Compounds are bigger than this. And then you have the town that's not so so far away. 
Where's Mindy working? Mindy's Circle jerks are being like, no, okay, wow, too far, Nathan, know, too far. Mindy's working at uh, what, like a burger joint or something in Bigsby. in Bigsby. That's it. First of all, why are you commuting and spending that much gas money to go to Bigsby? And because it's like the only job, the only place. So that go actually, live in Bigsby. I can't believe that Bigsby is worth is you know the rent is that much. Well, there. I mean, even think even think back to like Tremors one, how much that you know uh, Earl and uh, Kevin Bacon's character they had no jobs. They were simply handymen. Like, they actually they didn't have, like, an actual job. They were just handymen. Which, so they were getting jobs whenever they could. Which explains why a couple of people are there, because obviously Melvin and his dad, like, his dad's drunk and, like, you know, running from the law. <laughs> Mindy is probably, like, in witness protection, and they're like, listen, we'll just stick her and her daughter somewhere deep into Nevada. Hey, Jurassic work. Park girl, you want some more work? Yeah, I guess so. Sure. She, had to, she had to come back from uh, from college because she couldn't afford it. But like, I don't... In real life or, in, or are you just talking about the character? The character. Because she didn't the, do much after the that. The character. She didn't. Well, yeah. No, she didn't. Tremors. Yeah. Where actors go to die. Unless you get out quick enough like Kevin Bacon. And Miguel tries to double dip, and and then he dies, and eh, well, he's he's always been like a good like. <laughs> Has he pulled like the Harrison Ford like like freeze me in carbonite or kill me off? Because I'm not sure I'm coming back from Trevor's Ford. I think I'm done with this. Yeah, I think I think now even just yeah, Michael Gross is the only thing that is honestly keeping the franchise alive. And I almost wonder if that's why they're doing it. It's just because they're just writing sure. the gummer gum line. Let him write it out. I mean, they they tried to like breathe new life into it, and we'll we'll inevitably get there in another two years when the when they brought in like Tremors bloodlines, and the, you have like a whole new breed, like more ferocious, deadlier. <laughs> Uh, tremors that are found in Africa. So are these like like the animals that stepped into the ooze from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? We got like the Bebop and Rocksteady of uh, Graboids <laughs> coming at us. Well, I mean, they almost seem a little bit bigger. They instead of you know like smoother skin and like the smaller little spikes on their on their backs that you know we were told that was helping them to push through. It's almost that they have like bigger spikes. Their mouths are a lot more Cthulhu esque. You know, nice. rotating. It's it's fascinating, really. Um. <laughs> How many, so this is there's seven. So there's Tremors one through four with the like, and it, that takes place in perfection. Tremors Bloodlines has Bert Gummer and Jamie Kennedy, and that takes place in Africa. And then okay. you have Tremors A Cold Day in Hell, which also has Jamie Kennedy and Bert Gummer and uh, Michael Gross. See, I thought it just went to five, and Drew's like, "Oh no, but there's more." No, but just wait, <laughs> there's more. But and wait, more there's more. <laughs> I just die inside. And, and after <laughs> Tremors of Cold Day in Hell, they just finished filming, I believe, the uh, Tremors that takes place in Thailand. I hope it comes out in like LA Times or, or, or breaking news <laughs> that, that Tremors has just been a vehicle to, to launder money for like the past 20 years. Like, Burt Gummer gets like indicted, like they perp his perp walk his ass up somewhere and it's like, no, it's the movies! Uh, <laughs> I'm Burt fucking Gummer! That was actually a question someone had. They were like, how is Bert, like, what does Bert do? How does Bert, like, maintain money? I mean, how is he affording all these guns, these new compounds that he's building, his, you know, escape room? I like to believe that Bert Gummer <laughs> did some type of, like, startup before startups, and then, <laughs> oh, by the way, everyone, we are drinking, I am drinking, uh, what company is this? Standard. Barrel House Brewing Company's Raise Your Standard 
ale. Is, are, is this is this you trying to tell Drew that he needs to raise his movie watching standards? <laughs> no, we need to raise our anniversary standards. And Trevor, I I almost think that this may have broken the camel's back because this is we're not this even was rough we're not as- even scraping the bottom of the barrel. We broke through the barrel and we're just scratching at the earth below it. Uh, so I also got a a snooty. This is what I think of your movie uh, beer. It's by the local Lengthwise Brewing Company. It's the Centennial Ale because that's how long. I felt I was watching this movie. It felt like I had just aged and died by the end of it. Like my life so passed I, through my eyes. I watched the the, the first watch through. Very uh, Drew. What are you drinking over there? So I have a uh, Bon and <laughs> Tremor <Beam> spiked spiked <laughs> spiked seltzer grapefruit. It has a uh, two mermaids on it, which maybe makes me believe that I wish I was drowning. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, want me to throw your life vest in this this ocean of hatred that you're swimming in now currently you know what okay it's this is not the best of the tremors franchise i would say that this is as as i told you before it is the longest one and i mean that's only that's only by like (laughs) that's only by like three minutes but it also seems to be the slowest well it's the time dilation drew it's like once you start watching this movie like every minute that goes by is like an hour outside your door it's it's interstellar (laughs) (laughs) it's like no don't watch it jack but i don't even have like (laughs) don't don't even play it murph cars to like (laughs) oh yeah i need cars to like break down the door and carry me like drooling out get him out of there Tar. <laughs> like my my uh my podcasting notebook i've just been writing the same thing over and over again just ass blaster ass blasters <laughs> ass blastor uh, if it helps the fourth one is a prequel oh thank oh, god, god. Can't please tell that. me they like do they do some uh the irishman and they like reverse age burt gummer and they they fill they give him like a little spray can on top to, to fill it as widow's peak <laughs> uh young, young so in in the fourth one, Tremors four, is or it the Western is, or is one? Jamie, the legend, the legend begins. Or is That's Jamie Kennedy? One. Jamie the, Kennedy is not a young Burt Gummer. No, oh, uh, it, what it is is that, that good. Michael good. Michael Gross plays uh, Hyatt Gummer, and it's Burt Gummer's like. <laughs> Of course, great great grandfather <laughs> Reginald Bartholomew <laughs> Gummer. <laughs> I and, do declare, and uh, of the New Orleans Gummer. <laughs> <laughs> these tremors must oh, be disposed of. Oh, these tremors are starting to give me a fitted case of the vapors. Oh. I believe there's been a murder here in Savannah. <laughs> Perfection. Too much fun. <laughs> Uh, out of the, okay, so we we've established that Gummer is. <laughs> oh, I want to hear more about Reginald Bartholomew Hyatt Gummer. <laughs> oh, we're gonna watch it. Don't worry. Next year, that's next year. Is it a period piece? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's set in like 1890 or something. It inspired Deadwood. They're like, how oh, can we oh. how can we make our budget stretch further? Put it back in time. We won't have to spend <laughs> as much money on like well, I power. Mean, we can just break down Chang's restaurant, <laughs> Chang's store. Oh, so God, what it is? Yeah, it's like. Chang's trading post. It doesn't. It doesn't get <laughs> no, insensitive. Really but it it's is. like the. It's like Chang's trading post, and instead of the it trains actually coming being, through, <laughs> it's not Perfection Nevada. The town was originally called Rejection Nevada. Oh God! And they change it to Perfection in the end. <sighs> I can't wait for you guys to watch it. Okay, out of out of the main cast, besides Gummer, who do you think that really gives it their like? Who I mean. Puts their heart and soul. Puts into their this. heart and soul like into, into the it? acting of of their character. I, I mean, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a stretch, but I'm gonna say the uh, the guy who plays Desert Jack with his his unexplained 
Zen witticisms that he just starts using halfway through the movie? I'm not sa- again. I said it was a stretch. I'm not saying that anybody besides I, I, Michael Gross I, I is carrying this I film. The, well, I would agree, but I think the highest caliber of acting from this movie is when the mother says, "I think Jack wanted you to to sew the tear and not tape <laughs> not it." Just tape the mom <laughs> taped a statement. That was that was the only time I was like, "Oh, she acted for a second. It's fleeting." Goodbye. Or is it the uh, the government agent? Wandering back through the desert covered in shaving cream till we realize that his spinal, yeah. <laughs> like his spinal column has been ripped out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I think the best award for acting goes into the uh, the inexplicable ham. <laughs> it's oh. just sitting in a microwave. <laughs> like, a full spiral a full glazed with, ham. With pineapple on it and everything just sitting in a microwave. Because was, it, was it in a metal dish too? I don't know. I would just I like, remember. why the fuck is there a ham? Like they, and, and who's like during the middle of the afternoon? It's like, yeah, how about we uh, we microwave us up some ham, a full on ham. Yeah. So I mean, and, and that was their idea to try and get away from the ass blasters. They're like, oh, they got to be like shriekers. Feed them food, or or like, no, no, give them something that they'll eat instead of us. Later, do we find out that giving them food makes them fall asleep? But Bert is scared out of his mind because one of the ass blasters gets into his basement, you know, lair, and then he's worried that it's going to get into his stockpile of MREs. And he's like, shit, if it's anything like the Shriekers, they're going to multiply and multiply. Let me blow this sucker up. I think they had a missed opportunity at that scene. Like, they could have had, like, well, welcome to my world now, bitches. And have Burt Gummer's, like, compound of horror. And it was just a flash in the pan. And, like, they go into the secret room and they're like, the ass blaster is trying to melt its way through. Which, during that scene, I just saw the ass blaster in a Jedi robe. Pushing a lightsaber through the door like I wanted wanted something more. (laughs) This is impossible. (laughs) If they they had expounded on that and had like, you know, he's got to have booby traps and he's got to have like. Booby traps. Why didn't he have a gun? Kill slots or something. Like he could have dealt with this besides, all right, head down my escape hole. Master, come on. I'll I'll blow it up and then we're going to go fuck around in a junkyard for the rest of the, the movie, basically. Which I was very much questioning after his stockpile of fuel and reloading power powder exploded why did none of that fire from the explosion travel down the tube and hit them yeah not only well, it, you don't want to not? endanger your star actors <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't afford stuntman burt gummer did all his own shit like i, I don't know a, if that's like true. riding a boat <laughs> so when uh, when he was talking desert, about US, and who owns a boat in the desert when uh, burt when Burke's talking about his compound that he's like rebuilt, like super deep concrete below and two feet, side, yeah. steel reinforced, cold rolled steel, <laughs> and apparently it, it drops snow. It drops through the like plaster Paris roof. Everything is solid except for the ceiling. Well, he didn't expect them to come from above, but I get that. And what I don't understand is the missed opportunity of making this an. Alamo situation where mm. everyone like retreats back up to his. I got place. guns for everyone. He has guns for everyone, and like instead they're like, "Well, let's just you know stick by Chang's store because that's like super secure." No, let's get into a cardboard box on <laughs> to, the roof to hide our heat. Like, uh, <laughs> so the, they could have all gone to his place, and then it could have been a very like Alamo type thing where they had like maybe three or four tourists with them to kind of have be like kind of can fodder. <laughs> You're gonna pay for that camera. <laughs> oh, my, my, my brand new camera. Like, I feel like that guy and I looked in the credits. I couldn't find him. In he the, looks familiar. He looks like the jump to conclusion guy from <laughs> Office Space. <laughs> oh. 
But uh, maybe he was uncredited. Maybe he was doing his pal Burt Gummer a bit of a a favor. This gun isn't even real. Who's that? Who's that? (laughs) Well, let's just hope that they don't start blasting their asses off and and jumping like (laughs) the one that sets it up. He he, he almost looked like a cliche tourist. The like the high water socks, the obscenely high shorts, the not even like blended in, you know, sunscreen on the nose. Which works, and I, I liked I liked his little that Jack's rough. gimmicks of like like how he really makes his money. He's like, all right, like yeah, it's a grift. My, my home brew mango man, graboid. It's, man, it's hot out here. <laughs> Anyone want a beer? <laughs> I got graboid grape perfection peach. <laughs> man, it's cold. I sure wish I had a cold brew. Four, here you go. Four dollars domestic. <laughs> <laughs> Three dollars import. Oh my god. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that having that where that way he does get to, like, let loose with his arsenal, mm-hmm. you get a good showdown and then and then have it where, like, they escape in the tunnel. But again, why would he not have at least one gun in the, the like, safe room? Potato gun. I mean, <laughs> no, we, we clearly no, see we'll him. Get, we'll get potato, we'll get the potato <laughs> gun. We see him earlier in the film. He has his own firing range. He is shooting at a graboid target. So he has a gun. But why he doesn't have it at that exact moment to be ready to, like, take out the, you know, the ass blaster? No idea. And that's pretty upsetting. blanks cost money. Squibs <laughs> cost money. <laughs> Send him the squibs. <laughs> Firing a spear out of potato gun, which they put the laser pointer on him. Like, that's not doing a goddamn thing. <laughs> it's for show. I, I think this and entire put it, like underneath like would the flame disrupt that at all? Of course. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I have I've never shot Plus a laser it, through it, fire. It would be hard it would be hard to make out the, the little laser pointer light Pass when you've got the flaming <laughs> uh, arrow on the end. And it's got a you know, they they're fueling it up with, with Pappy's old cough syrup there. <laughs> he loved his shine. Yeah, he did. I, I think I feel like the entire movie is like a middle finger to Bert. Oh, I thought to us. No, like, yeah, but, no, I, no. I, I took it. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. He, he like, loses his truck. Mm-hmm. He his compound is breached and destroyed. Five gallons of unleaded. Oh man, you really go the distance. Oh yeah, I'm the masterpiece of self destruction. Fire should reach my stock of reloading powder right about now. He is swallowed whole by a graboid. I mean, everything about him being the ultimate prepared individual completely goes right out the door, and he's not ready for this. I prefer we keep this to ourselves. When they cut through the dead graboid to retrieve Burt Gummer, where did the barrel go? Oh yeah, that that obviously. I I assumed that the the barrel had gone further down the graboid, and Bert had like climbed somehow out of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, because he needed air because he was gonna run out. But there's ways to do that better of removing the like the safety nets of a person. I think that what like the Patriot. You think that oh okay, like he has this kind of home field advantage and all these things and they're oh they're winning. They're winning. And then all of a sudden Tavington starts like playing his game and starts going and burn and he's and they're just not prepared to 
be hit on home fronts and like lose real like have real consequences and right. for Bert how much better it would have been if things that he, if he had like a dog that he loved and then all of a sudden like loses the truck loses the dog loses the like has to blow up his home and makes it a little bit more emotional rather than just like or he's trained the dog to sense the graboids like coming at them or and the dog saves them like make this you know if you're going to go for it Make it real and make it emotional because now it's no longer like a horror film. Like the first one, you're like, oh, sh-. like like it's like a uh, like a slasher film almost. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, get, get, no, get out of get out of the 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 tire. Get, no, they come from the ground. You dumbass. And then all of a sudden, they turn it into like, let's make it a comedy and really mm-hmm. miss the comedy, but let's keep it a comedy. Yeah, and then the whole plot just wasn't integrated. Like, either do As Blasters or do El Blanco. Doing both, you're really not doing, you're not helping either It side. seemed like it was too much. And then, like, the, he makes, like, the sticky bomb at the end <laughs> out of Bert's watch and the duct tape. And it's like, of course it sticks. Like, yeah. if, if we did the same thing with, like, the foot of duct tape that you peeled off your pants, <laughs> that was just going to bounce off into the ground. <laughs> I mean, it it is kind of neat that inevitably Bert does not have to resort to his high power gadgets. He doesn't have to re- resort to you know his expensive explosives. You know the the cars. He go he goes back to something like primitive tools, essentially making the pipe gun, but the I, pipe I bomb gun. I think they should have gone the opposite direction, and it was would be almost like Gallagher, where he's just like like they're just showered with buckets of graboid viscera <laughs> from just the yes. sheer amount that he's killing whereas this it was just it was so piecemeal and slow take a note from peter jackson the more blood the better <laughs> you know maybe even throwing a baby in there or a graboid baby that you know is <laughs> or, 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 or like Drew said using primitive tools get an axe yeah. Or like go at it go at one of those things with a chainsaw if it comes out with its little grabber arm, like lock just, that <laughs> off or machete it off or like you can still kill them without potato guns and guns. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Live to win. <laughs> We're coming. <laughs> Melvin makes this appearance and in two scenes. It's almost like a, he, I mean, he phoned this in pretty hard. So I you just thought. want me to continue being a little shit. So yeah, I'm, no, yeah, that's I'm, perfect. I'm a little shit with the suit. <laughs> Go and, for it. And, oh, Bert, we're going to make a killing on, like, first of all, rule number one about real estate, if you're trying to sell property. Don't tell Don't them. tell someone, oh, yeah, I'm going to just like rape these people when it comes to I'll, like, I'll offer you twice as the yeah, like, oh, because God. your family you're gonna get paid twice as much we're gonna well we're just gonna clean up nevada which first of all no one is bought all of a sudden they're just gonna start buying perfection nevada when no one they can't even get power really there like come on come on so Bert gummer should have stayed in argentina and become almost like uh marlon brando from uh the apocalypse island. now uh, yeah. Okay. Like he's just out there, like he's set up like almost his own society, uh, and he's just gone fucking crazy. Love the smell of graboids in the morning. Exactly, <laughs> like they're graboid like up on totems when you enter his encampment. <laughs> but, to, I mean, obviously they didn't want to like follow that closely suit of the second one because... They, the, the they second already, one I thought it had heart, at least. Yeah, it at least had like some... A semi story. They tried to kind of mm-hmm. redo the love the story. Love story with yeah. Fred Ward and like the Miss. What was it? Miss September nineteen seventy two. Both or whatever checking it was. each other out in their jeans. 
Yeah, that, that was oh, a Wranglers commercial right there in itself. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it seemed, it, the love connection seemed forced in this movie. Well, it, especially because you, it was only really brought up at the end. And Ch- it's okay. Let's, let's dive into the love life of, of Chang and Chang's niece. And, yeah. And Jack. Like, mm-hmm. she gives him all this stuff, helps his business, takes not really a loss because she says that. Her business brings up like twenty three percent or something like that, which yeah. is pretty substantial. Let's let's be honest for it's, for perfection, Nevada for a place that gets ten people in the in in a year. But coldest he, beer in town. <laughs> it did seem like they were getting a good you know influx of tourists, though. I mean, they were getting like at least you know what uh, where ten, are these ten, tur- ten over a couple of hours. There's not even a place for these tourists to stay. Like, there's not even they oh. drive. They obviously drive in. They take the tour. And, and have then, some and, nice microwaved ham. <laughs> and then they get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> but it's, Mel, I, I don't think that Melvin even needed to be in this film. I don't no. even think the girl needed to be in it. Like, Chang? No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. Mindy. Mindy. Like, she didn't serve in Well, any, I mean, she lost her pogo purpose. stick, so she had no other, like, reason to be there. And then the, were they trying that to set true. up like the weird love triangle there? Because <gasps> what if she obviously liked Jack? She's like, oh, I think he's suffering and mending a broken heart. But a man like Jack, Jesus Christ, he can do anything. What if she was actually into Chang? Now, now we are progressing. She packs a box lunch, and yeah, and and there's like this like heartbroken because she's like, oh, she likes Jack, and. And then Jack is like, no, but Mindy, I'm really into you. And then you have a full-on triangle, connect the dots, and they all... No. They move to Vegas, where they have sold Bixby. the remaining oh, no. ass blaster to Sigrid Mindy Roy. kicks in the door of the grocery store, dressed in her navy whites, like officer and a <gasps> gentleman, and just... Sweeps her up on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Or they should hire us to write Tremors 9. Let's do it. I was talking to Dave from the Super Movie Bros about Tremors. (laughs) (laughs) He's thoroughly. Tremors in space! Dave from Super Movie Bros is thoroughly convinced that the writers for Tremors are just like kept in a room, chained, and their only payment is getting like a sandwich. Or it's, uh, I think they touched on this on a South Park episode where it's like uh, manatees uh, yes. inside of a Family large guy? pool. Yeah. And yes. like they just go over to a large pile of golf balls that has different things written on them. It's like the minority report <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sigmantes. <laughs> Sigmunds. What do we got for segments on this one, Drew? All right. So... For our first segment, it is updating perfection. So Melvin comes back to perfection wanting to put in homes and honestly give Bert a a deal. You know, helping him out because he's he's family in a sense. No one's really kind of buying in. So the question is, if Melvin's real estate deal is not going to fly in Perfection Nevada, what do you think would be a better option for Perfection Nevada? Oh, I, so I, I thought that this was that it that it's still going through, and that there is a ton of people coming. So oh, what whatever. Can we, However, you would want to like improve Melvin's idea or even better it. So I am going to double down on the Graboids attraction, and I am going to build a Jurassic Park style 
graboid featurette where we have we have roller coasters we have some uh some mutations that we're we're gonna have a couple scientists really start playing with the the dna and they're gonna start learning how they breed and then all of a sudden you know the doctor that we brought in to like kind of like oversee things realizes that please uh, tell me you got sam neil for this well i I was hoping for sam neil jeff goldblum (laughs) but he definitely already signed up jeff goldblum and he got but no sam neil he got rowan atkinson (laughs) (laughs) hey no mr bean i'll take that (laughs) okay now now we're talking But yeah, uh, just make it go the whole. I mean, if we're gonna like go on a formula that that kind of worked, go Jurassic Park mm-hmm. and and make it graboids. Where man, you know, two two no shows and one sick shrieker. It could have been worse, John. <laughs> it could have so, been worse, Chang. A lot worse. <laughs> I think they should have gone like Bert Gummer had the best digs in town. Like he had his little his his armored compound. You call them gum estates. Yes, and uh, you. you Taylor made Gummer bunkers. Bert Gummer designed bunkers. You could do. We've touched on it in a Patreon uh, segment in the past. Do you Airbnb uh, this? Well, no. Do like the the abandoned Ooh. missile silos that they sell off now, yes. and he turns that into like a, a little compound. Or you know, at the beginning, he's talking about like, oh, the I'm going to use the tactics like uh, sitting bull at Little Bighorn or. Erlen Rommel in, in North Africa, like, make a mountaintop desert Berkdis garden where uh, you've got your mountaintop compound, and then maybe you can only access it through, like, a secret bat cave sort of an entrance where Ooh. nobody really knows how to get into it, but, like, you know, there's, like, a, just, I don't know, a waterfall or a switchback that nobody huh? knows about, and uh, you've got your gum estate there. Fully armed and operational gum estate battle stations. I like this. Yeah, it makes well, the thanks. hackles on my gum stand up. So mine was kind of similar to yours. I was thinking about the, you know, the theme park idea, but I want like a secret cover for a scientific like military base because they obviously need to weaponize and use the graboids, the you know, and the shriekers and the, even the ass blasters for military purposes. So you take Perfection Valley Way out where no one's going to find you, and you just layer it with solar panels. Solar panels, solar panels, solar panels, solar panels. That is not only to power everything that is going to be used, but secretly underground is the scientific military base. Where the Graboids are now, like, working with us. <laughs> They've got lab jackets on. And there's a way and to... Like, <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris is there, and he's communicating with the Graboids. Oh, I think that they should just start <laughs> well, talking. I, I was going to take it a, a little bit further. <laughs> we're, we're a, Thank God. My name is Gary. <laughs> a, a Graboid uh, encounters some underground power cables and decloaks these Federation observation <laughs> stations. <laughs> That's been watching the interplay yes! between the natives and the graboids for like the past 50 years. Yes. Or going back to Bertram Reginald Gummer. I am. And uh, then then Star, Then we got Star Trek and they've got to help, you know, they're beaming people up. I like Graboids this. in space. Graboids in space. There we go. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board. This is good. This is good. Yeah. See, this is just Set they- phasers to fun. Okay. Stampede Productions, <laughs> please hire Nathan, Jack, and I. That this is what needs to happen, guys. We get, we we have we will safely transition tremors into a multi-billion-dollar industry. Don't we, you? We'll, we'll bring it into the roaring twenties. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Stampede Productions. Naked no more. No more straight to DVD. No more Sci-Fi Channel originals. We will get We're you back. JJ Abrams reboot this twice. Yes. The lens flares. 
<laughs> Twice the explosion. We'll Michael spend, Bay will be crapping we'll his 90% pants. 90% of the budget just to bring Bacon, Ward, and Reba back. And James Cameron's, uh, you know, CGI level yeah, stuff. Bert, this is Burt Gummer's like the Obi-Wan at this point. Like He's yeah. going to secretly call them all to one that. of his Burt Gummer estates. And they all think that they're eventually going to retire and get this you know, Burt Gummer original because Burt Gummer has now died. And they, you know, he's going to immediately emerge from the shadows. The sacred they're, text! They're all going to find each other going like, what are you doing here? What? I thought I got this. I thought I got this. And then he's going to come on out and he's all like, oh, for my friends. Looks like uh, this. <laughs> there's a new type of graboid out. No, but we were meant to think there is. <laughs> These tracks are side by side. Graboids only file to travel single file to hide their numbers. Why did you turn into Fargo? Yeah. Well, this is Walter Matthau. Yeah. This old Saturday Night Live where they did the, the casting uh, videos. And That's it, funny. It was, I think, Kevin Spacey maybe doing Walter Matthau as, <laughs> as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Oh, you're going to go get those Graboid fellas, sure? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, hey, sure. oh, oh yeah. <laughs> gosh, gosh, my gosh. <laughs> Graboid fella. <laughs> eh? <laughs> What's our next segment? So the next segment is Desert Jack's Graboid Tours. So Desert Jack is trying to make a quick buck by scamming people into thinking that they're going on a real Graboid tour. But alas, it's not real. Desert Jacks, Graboid Tours, <laughs> call a buddy, bring a friend. Have the time of your life at Jacks. Kids, these Jack's just five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a seat on this Graboid Tour. Okay. So the idea is <laughs> now with Graboid Grape and <laughs> Perfection Peach. Sunday, Sunday, Slurping. Graboid Attack, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Uh, uh, two options for this uh, this segment. No one's listening, by the way, right now. Where everyone's tuned, <laughs> they tuned the out. Hell out. They tuned out like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> they still talking about ass blasters. Come on. <laughs> so the idea is either based on your knowledge and skills, where and what, like what type of tour guide would you yourself be? All right. Hopefully, you know, imparting some knowledge onto uh, the the fair few who decide to take your tour, or. What is a tour that you've always wanted to go on and why? Like, why is it a must-go destination for you? It wouldn't be a tour, but um, I've read three naval history books since Christmas. Jesus Christ. He has. I've got an obsession. He has. Like, every time there's an Amazon package comes, Anna's like, you've got a problem. So, from the three books of naval history actions during the opening stages of World War II, I could probably give a pretty concise description of dispersion of forces, subsequent engagements, objectives, and motivations of the U.S. and Imperial Japanese Navy in the Solomon Islands around 1942. Wow. <laughs> Barring that, wow. uh, on, a, on a more humorous note, uh, have you guys ever seen Fanboys? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, at one point, they go to Riverside, Iowa for the future birthplace of Captain James Tiberius Turk Kirk, where they uh, have a tour that seems to be more in the vein of the shameless grift that Jack is doing. I could see myself dressing up in a Starfleet uniform on a Saturday <laughs> and waltzing around a park. And if that, the, the, the one quote that always gets me is when they start chasing the Star Wars fan points. <laughs> 
just have the Seth Rogen go, um, from hell's heart, I stab at thee. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just, uh-huh. it's really bad. The the tour that I would capitalize on, I would go probably on in the, the spirit of Tremors. Um, when I was a raft guide uh, on the Kern River ra- rafting company, um, Mountain River Adventures, we would often uh, joke about beaver sharks. Um, these were, these were, uh, spoiler alert, not real. And this is our next tremor. When, when you <laughs> no, are, I feel like it's the next evolution of the, the ass blast. Uh, yeah. Aquatic. Beaver sharks. Um, when you are on the river without your cell phone, without internet connection to fact check things like this, people get a little nervous. <laughs> but about going in the water and so one way to keep people kind of in line especially if they're like a rowdy bunch they're like oh can we jump off and swim they're like uh right here this is this is kind of like breeding season nesting, <laughs> for the beaver sharks. grounds uh for beaver sharks and instantly you would see people kind of re- pull their paddle up a little bit more out of the water <laughs> like what the hell is that um beaver sharks are dangerous in running water what <laughs> and this is when i would employ some jungle cruise tactics uh oh, and nice. start taking facts <laughs> from three different animals and bring them in uh about you know like like take the fact of the Bengal tiger and that they can jump twenty five feet in a single bound. And, you know, say they're the only animal in the Kern River Valley that can do this. And you know, just you bring all three of these random facts into the beaver shark, and they sound terrifying. And so I would just start a new rafting company, and we would just go on beaver shark tours where we uh, we look for beaver sharks, and I would have to you know have somebody you know with a, a fire extinguisher underwater or something. No, like no, that. I, I love whoa, this. Whoa. You need like a waterproof remote control. So at certain points, you can trigger noises and things to happen. It's like, oh, oh, they're it's they're running, oh, about face, How beautiful, they're mating. Oh, this is rare, folks. This is rare. Get your cameras out. Do you guys hear that? It's a male beaver shark doing his mating call, and it's just a recording of me going. <laughs> yeah. So uh, beaver sharks. That's my tour. Okay then. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, raise the standard. You do, you do raise the standard. <laughs> Deb, your butane blasting <laughs> ass, Nathan. <laughs> I I kind of I took the other one for like tours that I always like would want to take. Um, I would totally capitalize on going to Egypt because I want to see them pyramids. I want to see the Valley of the Kings. You can't even go and touch them though, right? Like you can't even get near them right now. Not not right now. How I mean, stupid you, is that? Yeah. Come on. I mean, I would I would love to go. I, I've always loved ancient Egypt things, and uh, it's it's one of my top three places that I've always wanted to visit. If if Egypt is not necessarily going to be in the cards, I, I want to go to Japan. Alexandra. <laughs> <laughs> With any luck, Drew's already reached the pyramids by now. (laughs) Does anyone speak English or perhaps ancient Greek? You know, Drew, he got lost in his own classroom. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody speak English here? Uh, Camels! (laughs) Jack, guys! (laughs) The pen is mightier than a sword! I was just remember my Char- just remembering my Charlemagne. Let the armies be the birds and the rocks and the ass blasters in the sky. <laughs> you were named after the dog. <laughs> A dog. Bad dates. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Drew. You must hurry. 
I mean, that's that's really it. I mean, like if I, <laughs> if I can go anywhere, I'd love to go to either Egypt and see the pyramids, Valley of the Kings, things like that. Oh, Venice. Um, and definitely uh, Japan. Oh my gosh, to see like some of the you know uh, ancient temples. Hell, even go to China and go to like the uh, the Forbidden City. I mean, that would just be that'd be so neat. I think just like there's almost in, I'd rather I'd I'd want to go see like China's slums. I don't care. Like there's so many cool. Oh no, no, okay. So I mean, like if you if you want to go like to <laughs> if you want to go to like other places where I mean you're gonna go to like actually see you know real people, not like a like a casual tourist destination. There's fantastic like tour guides and uh, tour companies that do food tours so they'll take you around like yeah. japan or china and they haven't even, been here in Egypt. la hey, too I, live. they're good um that's I, how i that's how i first uh I was so introduced fun. to um pupusas i was like well, what the hell what is, is this? this and i was on a food tour down in la and they're like oh yeah this is a salvadorian dish and i was like oh well i'm getting this as right? soon as we're done I think that'd be really great. I'm like a huge fan of this YouTube channel uh, show called The Best Ever Food Review Show, and he he always goes on like fantastic little tours, okay. and oh, it just it just looks like a hoot, a hoot nanny, hoot nanny. Um, really, more destination for me is is the is a good museum. So, so a lot of these touristy places, yeah, go see the pyramids. But while you're seeing the pyramids, and this is this is where we differ is you're marveling the majesty of the pyramids. I'm marveling the slums that are right behind me and the trash strewn about all the place. Humble brag. Humble brag. Um, (laughs) But most of the time, if you go to a nice museum, you get all the history that you want at its fingertips. So I really want to see like the, the Louvre. Oh, the Louvre uh, is great. Some, you know, the, some of the ones that are in Rome and Greece. I still have to do the, the Smithsonian's uh, mm. in, in Washington. Uh, but if I go somewhere, usually I look up if there's any good museums around. The Louvre, it's said that if you go at a walking pace and not even really like stopping technically at like the exhibits, if you like, you know, you see a painting and you're just like walking, 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 and you stop and you're like, Ah, and then you keep moving and you do like almost like that breadth of a pace at each one. It would take you a month just to walk through at that pace. And I would leave off in the evening, come back the next day because I will stop and read every placard, every Mm -hmm. display. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, the the one day that we got to spend in London, my mom, my sister, they're like, oh, we're going to go see, you know, the London Tower and we're going to go see Parliament and Buckingham Palace. I was like, just drop me off at the British National Museum. And I spent eight hours there just happy as a clam. Mm, the Louvre is fun. I'm all about food, so when I go to a place, I want to try whatever local tradition they have, whatever, you know, if in England, I want to do the English breakfast. I want to do bangers and, and mash. I want to do pork what? sausages. <laughs> <laughs> I love food, and so I just want to absorb that culture's food in any way, shape, or form. Love it. All right. So, um, what would you rate this movie true i'm terribly interested to find out your rating i would give this movie two and a half ass blasters out of five it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna get a three it's i mean there's there's few little moments that i mean i can appreciate out of the film i appreciated the fact that bert was not on top of his game for the film i love the fact that he's the only one to get swallowed by a graboid and of course it's bert who survives you know, with the help of, you know, Desert Jack. There's quirky little lines that some people may not, I mean, you may not even like bat an eye at, but I mean, it's, I think it's kind of funny. Like after Bert gets freed from the Graboid and, you know, Jack brings him out and he, you know, he walks away saying like, I think we should keep these to ourselves. And he walks away. The niece of Walter Chang is just watching her and watching them. And she's like, oh no, you guys need to be supervised. 
I mean, that fire me should funny. be reaching my reloading powder <laughs> about <laughs> now. See, I don't know. I mean, things like that, I think it has its charm, but it's not, again, it's slow. It's not the best Tremors movie. It's not going to beat the original in any way, shape, or form. Even Tremors 2 Aftershock I, was more enjoyable than this. Two, yeah, two and a half out of, uh, out of five. I would give this one <laughs> husk of a shrieker out of ten. Because you're, so it's because not you even feel, a full shrieker. You, because afterwards you feel hollow inside. <laughs> this was a very empty um, cash grab, <laughs> if that's even a thing for Tremors anymore. It's, it's almost like a coma patient where they're like, the hospital's like, there's nothing else we could do for it at this point. Like, we need we to were just gonna, like, pull shuffle blood. you away to like an assistant care somewhere. Yeah. This this was a, a rough watch. Uh, it was I mean, it's fun to like crap on it, but two watch throughs was a doozy. The first one I was like, okay, I can I can just keep just keep going. Just keep going. Second watch through was rough. And uh, so yeah, it, that is my rating. <laughs> Uh, if I was offered double my money to sell my land in perfection, I would leave and never come back. If I was somehow trapped in a steel barrel and got swallowed by a graboid, I would just give up and welcome death's sweet embrace <laughs> and watch this movie one more time. I award this film zero points and may God have mercy on its soul. Do you oh. think that you probably would just die in the barrel? Because I don't think the graboid's going to be able to I think the digestive digest- juices would eventually get into you. Or you would suffocate. You would suffocate first. You These are all questions mean. that I don't really care about the <laughs> answers to. You know what? I reconsider my vote. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna give it a two out of five. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I still. I are still, you sure I, you don't want to give it three because it's Tremors no. three? No. 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 I still enjoy the Tremors franchise. I, I enjoy the film. You know, for what it is, but it's it's not it's not great. You know who I have the most empathy for. It was the 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 rapey guy who got oh, eaten at the very beginning, where you could just see really? his little legs and steel oh. toe boots, because because it was over for him so early, and I envied <laughs> I, I envied him like he's he, so dumb. He was I'm just at, looking at the scenery. He was at peace, and we hadn't even gotten to potato guns yet and microwaved hams. He actually oh, probably would have had some really good ideas too, because he's on that base level of just like, well, why don't we just like light, it's so simple, light them on fire, and they're like, holy shit, that's a great answer, you know, and, and had just that kind of like dumb answer. Yeah, and later so, on he's like, graboids don't seem don't seem to prefer my company. Man could take offense to that. <laughs> he's just gonna suggest and then he kills like, one from the inside with his buck knife. Oh yeah, yeah. He throws it and like it like comes through and then he just starts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just another yeah. missed opportunity in the Gummer universe. <laughs> do we have a Patreon special? We, we have. do. Yes, we have a Patreon special. 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 Now remember from our uh, Devil Wears Prada episode, we introduced the Tooch line, the Stanley Tucci line, uh, and you can. Reach us with your Tooch Tone phone and give us a call, 661-376-0031. We had one butt dial, basically. And then, <laughs> I was uh, so excited for that. I know. And, and, and you're it like, oh, like a, it's a long one, and too. it was like a three-minute call. It was like, <laughs> it's like a butt dial. And I think I hear Spanish, but I'm not sure. So We so, should have been giving this number out in the beginning because they're already <laughs> So So Q, uh, Q Drew is starting up the voicemail message for us after we recorded one of the episodes. And it's just, just 
random. Yeah, there was some <laughs> Spanish in the background, but it was but it was even distant. It wasn't even like clear. It was clearly a butt. Uh, and then we did get a call from we did get a call from uh, Sean from What Does It Matter? And you know everybody has heard a little bit of that because we played it on our year two in review episode. Sean did uh, wish us uh, well in his own special way, uh, but he is technically our first official call in, which we appreciated. We Sean. do, we do. We but do. folks, we want to hear from you out here in the the real fuels universe. Or else I'm just going to believe that Drew's hired a firm of South Koreans to just download our episodes and never listen to them. (laughs) But give us a call and uh, we're doing a special promotion after this episode. Special. Pause it right now. Call our phone number 661. (laughs) I don't even know what it's for. Three seven six zero zero three zero. The first caller can basically go into the jackpot and can pick a Patreon movie for us to watch at some point during season three's Return of the Feels. It's an older code, but but it checks out. out. It checks out. Uh, And then the next four callers after that will get some sort of goodie, like a sticker Sticker. or a magnet. Magnet. We got some buttons. Yeah, just folks. We'll give you some love. Take yeah. Take a moment of your time. We 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 take hours out of our time to to really just spin yarns for you because we enjoy it and we hope you enjoy it too. Yeah. But uh, give us a call. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you hate. Exactly. Tell us what you'd like to see more of. Mm. And uh, if you're first five caller, you get do a Patreon for if you're number one, and uh, you get a little something else for just for your time and your effort. Now, of course, we must limit this to people who are are not already members of our Patreon family. And who are not uh, members of our immediate members family. Members of our immediate family or or fiancés, wives, lovers. Yeah. Cats. Frodo. 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 Put down that phone, Frodo. <laughs> so, guys, get on out there. Remember, first, first person to call in, leave us a nice uh, message full of love and whatnot. You get to pick a movie, guys. And a big shout out. And a big shout and out. A big Definitely shout a big out. shout out. And uh, the remaining in the next four people, you get some swag. Get some real feels swag. I love it. And shout outs. Definitely. You just call out our name. <laughs> the Tooch Time. And you know wherever we are, you'll get Patreon <laughs> and a button or two. Oh, Drew, how can they reach us? Oh, guys, you besides can always. Besides the Tooch Line. Besides the Tooch Line, well, you can always find us on Twitter at Real Feels Pod. You can search for us on Instagram and Facebook. You can also send us an email at realfeelspodcast at gmail.com. And guys, if. The Tooch Line is not necessarily your style. Get up on iTunes, you know, podcast. Give us some five-star reviews. Five stars. We would love to have the reviews. The more reviews that we get, the more the Real Feels can get out there into the world. You give us reviews and you help us spread the feels to everybody. What is coming up uh, on the on the docket? Well, after this, our first movie is going to be coming out is... Uh, it's going to be a choice of Jacks. Oh. 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 And then I believe after Jack, is it me? I thought is it was it Nathan? Well, usually with me, Nathan Drew, or me. Luckily, I have a calendar Drew right here. Nathan. So it goes Jack, and then Nathan, and then me. There we go. And then Finish normally strong. normally it would uh, rotate that exact schedule, but we're also going to try and uh, switch that up a little bit at our Patreon chosen movies from our lovely patrons on uh, Patreon. Have they already chosen? Uh, I believe both of them have. Mm-hmm. I know one has. The other... Uh, they might they might change it up. Okay. They they had they had made a choice early on simply because they had um he had uh, found out that I hadn't seen a certain movie. So golden years. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but hey guys, I mean 
there's always some spots left up on Patreon. You can get up on there, get up on there, get the right tier, choose some movies for us to do. You can even take the top tier spot, which is not only choosing the genre, the movie, get some swag, a t-shirt, but you get to come onto the episode and guest host it with us. We won't last that long against those Star Destroyers. You will against that Death Star. We just might take a few of those Star Destroyers with us. <laughs> Get as close as you can to the grab bags. <laughs> as you can. Uh, so guys, from all of us here, remember, you're the realest. And the feelest. Oh, I'm so glad this is over. <laughs> Ass blasters. Ass blasters. Ass blasters. Ass blasters. <laughs> Baggy. <laughs>